Hey guys, welcome back. This is Season 2, Episode 1 of the Irvington Voices Podcast, The Voice Box. I'm your editor, Prahalad Chari, and today we have two new members of the Irvington Voice who are going to be presenting a segment on how the first month of school went, not only for students, but teachers of different subjects, including photography and chemistry. This episode is super insightful, and so I highly recommend that you guys listen all the way to the end. Anyway, stay home, stay safe. Hope you enjoy episode one of The Voice Box. Hi, my name is Aditya Basham, and I'm a sophomore at Irvington High School. I'm also a staff writer on the Irvington Voice. Today, we're going to be talking about the first week of school and how students and teachers have experienced it. So let's start out with mine. My first week of school was very tumultuous. It wasn't that much fun because all the classes were over Zoom and all the teachers didn't really know how to use Zoom. For example, some teachers would let in random students in. Another example would be when teachers were using Google Classroom, they didn't know how to set due dates. They didn't know how to assign homework. So it became like a really hectic time managing all of our schedules together. But at the end of it, I hope that teachers and students are going to learn from this experience too, so that we can make it a better year. I know some teachers are using um, FESD accounts to log into Zoom so that um, other, te- other students won't have the opportunity to bomb into classes. And some teachers are getting more efficient with managing Google Classroom, um, using other methods to make sure that um, learning is efficient. and um, While it may not be the year it will be, um, I hope that we can make it the best we can. Yeah, so um, my name's Sunmay, and my first week of school was actually okay. So I really like the fact that I got a lot more sleep than I would have on a normal day, especially considering I'm taking the zero period. Last year, I had to wake up around 6 a.m., which really was tiring, going to sleep at 11, 12, and waking up at 6 a.m. It really was pretty tiring. But now I can really wake up whenever I want you know, even five minutes before class and just get to class because I don't really have to go to class anymore. It's just as simple as turning my camera on. And I didn't have many technical difficulties, which was actually surprising. I got to say, really, the worst I've had is um, slow Wi-Fi connection. And that was really only for five minutes. And it did not affect my learnings. I also like the fact that classes like APUSH or APUS History translate pretty well online because slides and lectures are really not that different online than in person. And a class like Digital Photo 2, which is a class I'm taking this year, it's really hard to do online, especially because photography is a class, you know, you really want to be in person, interacting with people and talking and seeing how photos work. And that just does not translate really well online. And that's definitely a challenge that I've had. In a um, isolated area, it does get mundane and boring after a while. And lots of screen time, well, that's one's pretty obvious, you know, considering the fact that I've been sitting in front of a screen for six to eight hours a day easily. You know, even though I do try to use a textbook whenever possible, because I, I don't want to be sitting in front of the screen all the time. It does get hard because lot, pretty much everything is online. So you're going to have to be on a screen to do your, your homework, to do classwork to work on group projects. So anything I do right now requires a screen, except for maybe some notes here and there. But screen time really does start hurting my eyes. And at the end of the day, they really start um, rubbing a lot. I'm really rubbing them. So that's, that's definitely something I didn't like at all. 
So some things that I really, really did like is Netflix at lunch. So what I use, what I do now is every time we have lunch, I just go out, grab a quick snack and put on some Netflix. I've been starting a lot of new shows. The show I'm watching right now, it's The Blacklist. It's pretty interesting. I would recommend all of you guys watch it too because it, it's about um, a criminal who turns, in a, turns himself in to um, catch other criminals. I like the fact that there's no morning transit anymore. So I can study or bike in the morning where I would usually have to spend an hour getting ready for school. So that's about my experience in school. To bring everyone a glimpse of what everyone else's lives has been in school, we're going to play a series of interviews now from club presidents, teachers, and fellow students. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. With me today is Mr. Pham, a chemistry teacher at Irvington High School, to discuss COVID-19 and how it impacted his teaching. So, how's like the first few weeks of school been going for you? The first week is a little exhausting because I need to get in the habit of like um, the, the routine and the procedure, like open up Zoom, understand how to take role, understand how to like open up like different screens so students know what they're looking at. So just for that, it, it took me a while to like kind of get used to it. So it was slow for me to like start the day. But I think now I'm in the habit of knowing what, what to do. And I feel like the lessons are going, I guess, smoother and uh, more efficiently. What ways are you trying to like overcome the, um, like the lack of in-person interaction in your classes? Yeah, so for science, like I usually for my class, I do a lot of labs. And it's hard with remote learning. I'm not expecting the kids to, you know, buy these lab equipments or any supplies. So that's why, like, I kind of miss the, the, you know, in-person teaching. And I think kids need that lab experiment, whatever experience they need uh, here. So what, what I'm trying to do now is, um, and that's the reason why I'm teaching at school, so I can, I guess, show them the experiment live versus, you know, showing them the videos out there. We did, like, a virtual lab today on density, and mm -hmm. I think that went pretty well, I think. <laughs> so I'm hoping to do more virtual lab stuff in the future, and, you know, instead of me you know, talking in front of you or in front of the whole class, um, there's more of you, the students, doing, you know, um, the learning on by themselves and exploring so um how much have you had to adjust with like the addition of online learning so uh i think to be honest for the grading i thought i'll take more time on grading but it's actually faster with with um with, with having this with having the students like submit the work on google classroom so the grading part it saved me a lot of time and then for learning the technology like i said at the beginning it was it was, it was a lot of work for me to learn this new softwares and platforms but now that i'm getting the hang of it um i'm actually not spending so much time on preparing the lessons because i know i i figure out shortcuts and what to do to make it to make my lessons more effective so do you feel that there are any benefits that come with this online learning yeah that's uh the benefit is i mean Kids want to, you know, if they miss something from class, um, 
guess I'm able to like give them the recording of what I just taught in class and they could, you know, review it or they could play it over and over again so they could understand the materials. But I think definitely it's not the same because for me, it's hard to see, hard to know if the students understand the concept or not. Because I feel like it's just me just talking to the camera. Um, I mean, I do call them kids and I do get some volunteers out um, to answer questions, but the level of understanding it's hard for me to gauge it, so it's difficult. Hi, I am Tanmay, and I'm chatting with Ms. Burton, who teaches um, photography, imaging, as well as um, fine arts classes. And we're going to talk about how distance learning is going. So, Ms. Burton, how is distance learning in general for you? Well, surprisingly, it's better than I thought it was going to be. Um, one of the things I like about it is um, some of the technology that's available so that I can hear from everyone um, by typed responses. In the past, there's usually only a few people who will speak up, especially the first or second week of school, and they kind of dominate the conversation. So as an elective art and media maker teacher, it's really cool to be able to survey and find out really quickly what people are thinking and feeling and wondering about and it's easier for me to answer questions than i would in the past and and so i think those things are so much better than i had imagined i didn't realize that that would be kind of like a silver lining of this i'm not gonna lie i really miss the dark room and i really miss being in person um but there are things about it that I, that I find myself liking. Um, it's much easier, if that makes sense, to grade and to teach and to check for understanding. It's easier than in person. Um, but then at the same time, it's harder to build community, which is really important to me. Because it's all- So virtual. what is the biggest obstacle with online classes in photography, especially? Well, one is for photo one, there's no dark room, which is a major bummer because that's one of the most um, precious things. I'm the only person left in all of FUSD that still has a dark room. And the students really like it once they get used to it and they miss it when they're gone. So that's the biggest, biggest obstacle for me. Two is equipment. I had an entire computer lab that had enough RAM and space to run Photoshop and Premiere and Lightroom and to teach the software that I, I like to teach that is the industry standard. I cannot require that of students at home. Three is again equipment, which is cameras. I, I don't have enough digital cameras to rent out to all 164 of my students. I mean, photography in general must be a really hard class to do online because it requires a lot of interactions and a lot of um, special equipment. So what are some resources that you are using to teach photography online? So one thing that I found is a program called Pixlr and another program called Canva. And both of them are like, one's like a digital imaging program and then the other one is, um, it's, it's cool because it's kind of like Photoshop, but you can do it on your phone. Um, so it's the closest thing I found to Photoshop. I haven't found anything online yet that will help me with Lightroom. 
And I haven't looked into video too much. What I know is that lead video is, is going to be the way that we go because I've been interviewing my friends who are college professors who've been teaching online since last semester or for, for many years, depending on what they teach and stuff. So I'm collaborating a lot. The other thing that I find that's really great is Adobe um, Education Exchange. So they have a lot of options. And then also that my students are going to be able, if they have computers that are strong enough, to download the software too. So, so there's all of those sorts of things um, that I'm trying to kind of figure out. But it's, it's really overwhelming because I, I teach four different subjects. So I have four different lesson plans and four different accommodations to make every day. Right. So did you have to change the syllabus in any way specific? Because I do know that in photo one, a lot of the projects were very darkroom specific. So one was the film camera development. There's no lab fee this year um, or this semester because I'm not going to be using stuff like even though I probably should because we're broke and we're in the hole ask for money for the Adobe thing that I got because that's not a lot and it's still cheaper than if um, they didn't have it. But because I can't require you to use the Adobe software, even if I give it to you for free because you might not have the capacity at home, it doesn't seem like it. So there's no, there's no donation request this year because I feel like the economy is really struggling and so is everyone else. Um, so that's one thing that happened. The other thing that happened is that the projects are changing in terms of the amount of scaffolding that has to happen. And then at, because it's different with digital versus um, film and analog for photos specifically. Thank you very much for sitting down and um, talking to me. Hi, my name is Aditya and I'm sitting with Sophie Mo a sophomore at Irvington High School, to discuss the effects of COVID-19 on education and how students learn. How has learning changed for you since um, distance learning has begun? Uh, well, assignments have, been, have gotten harder to uh, keep mm -hmm. track of since everything is online. And some teachers like uh, put wrong due dates or either Google Classroom puts the wrong due dates and then we get really confused. So are there any like benefits to this, like having an online communication? Well, it's easier to talk to teachers since uh, you don't have to face them. Not in the bad way, of course, but it's easier for like introverts to talk to teachers. Since if we have any questions, we can have an easier way to talk to them through school. Mm -hmm. What do you miss about in-person school? Mostly the community and like spirit days and how ASG like hypes up the school for homecoming and other events. And since everything is virtual now, um, it lacks that kind of fun. What obstacles do you face with distance learning? Do you feel like it's stunted like the way you learn in any way? Not really. Most of the uh, most of the material in teachers teaches is probably same. But it's just, everything's just converted online. Like, mm -hmm. the WIP project for this year is the same, essentially. And the assignments are just typed instead of written down. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's really much of a change. 
you have any suggestions for like improvements or like what teachers can do to like make online learning less of a challenge? Maybe they can like check their emails more often because um, I've sent some emails but I haven't gotten a reply, which is understandable because a lot of people are asking questions these days since some instructions might not be clear. But I hope they can check their emails more often. Really. So um, thank you for your time and thank you for taking your time to answer these questions. I'm Tanmay, and I'm going to be sitting down with an interview with Aditya Deshpande, a junior at Irvington High School, who's going to be telling us a little bit about his experience with online school. So Aditya, tell me a little bit about your daily schedule. So um, on uh, weekdays, I usually wake up around 7.30, and um, after brushing my teeth and taking a shower, uh, it's actually a pretty good thing for me because I get to have a better breakfast, and it's really, it's really a good aspect of this whole thing, one of the few good parts, actually. Um, and then school starts at 8.50 a.m. Uh, after school, um, I'm actually taking an Ohlone course, which I believe uh, quite a handful of students are in Irvington. So uh, it's a computer science course. I do it. Uh, I actually study for that course. And, uh, you know, there's some schoolwork there, too. Uh, by the time that is over, uh, half of the day is finished. And I resign to take usually a 30-minute or 40-minute power nap. And after that nap, uh, I start doing my homework. Um, um, after which, uh, I take some time, you know, either play video games with my friends or just watch something, uh, some casual time. And then around uh, 8 or 8.30, around that time, I sit down in front of my laptop and I go over my schedule and see if I have anything missing or if I have to redo anything. Um, yeah, it's usually in this time that I remember some things I forgot, you know, little details. Um, on the occasional days I go outside with a couple of my friends, either biking or just walking, just socializing. Um, and yeah, uh, around 10 or 11, I'm either reading a book and, or I'm sleeping. Uh, it's pretty hectic. It's not that much different from a regular school day, although it is still, it's still different. So um, yeah, it's something, it's new. It's something you have to get used to. So Aditya, tell me about some of your extracurriculars. What are some things you're doing outside of school? Any sports or clubs? Um, yeah, uh, I'm actually playing badminton. Uh, I go to an academy. I was in the school team for the last few years. And the academy I'm going to currently is open under safety measures. Um, it's, it's really good. Uh, it's only one day in a week though, so which takes up about two hours of my time. So that's, that's a good distraction. It's, it's a necessary thing. Uh, I, I encourage everyone to continue the extracurriculars in whichever manner possible because it's you have to remain in the right you know sense of mind in order to actually you know um, to succeed in this virtual learning environment. You don't know when this pandemic is going to finish. Uh, other than that, uh, as I mentioned, I'm taking a community college course in Ohlone. It takes up a significant chunk of my time. That's important too. Um, it's helping me get college credits. It's, yeah, it's really helpful boosting my GPA. Um, apart from that and extracurriculars, uh, I'm, I'm trying out some new clubs this year. Uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that I'll have a fuller schedule once clubs start, you know, organizing their meets and really meeting. Um, yeah, that's about it in extracurriculars. Okay, Dita, thank you very much for your time and I'll see you soon. Thank you.
Hi, my name is Aditya, and with me today is Anjali Liu, president of Irvington DECA, to discuss the impact of COVID-19 on the events of our club. How has DECA's original plans been affected through COVID? Yeah, so normally in a normal school year when we can go in person, we usually plan like to have workshops in the North Hall. We're planning a lot of different activities. We wanted to like host a lot of bonding events like our um, annual picnic, but that couldn't happen because of COVID. So we really had to like adjust and find bonding activities and like workshops that we could do online. So even though like it's not a lot of bonding we can do and it's kind of like hard to bond in person, we hope that this is a good alternative for members who like want to hang out with us. Yeah, and um, how about like conferences and stuff? Like, what are your plans for like, in case they're like online conferences? Yeah. So right now, California DECA hasn't really released any like solid information as to whether the conferences will be online or in person. There is a rumor going around that the conferences might be like in person, but it's optional to go in person, and there'll also be like an online competition. Regardless, we are preparing our members to compete in events because there will be a conference, whether it be virtual or online, and it just comes down to whether or not it's safe by like February and January, so determine like whether or not we can go. So what are your new plans that you're like doing through COVID? Like what are some new events that you've started this year? Yeah. So this year, we actually are planning on launching a lot of new initiatives for both our CTE members and non-CTE members. So we had our first DECA night, and basically DECA night is when we have, like, the whole chapter come, and there would be, like, a guest speaker or some kind of bonding activity. So our first one was in July. We had a guest speaker, and we also had, like, a kahoot, and it was pretty fun. We had over, like, 70 people come. So that's one of the bonding activities that we kind of switched to. Another thing that we're planning on carrying out this year is something called project implementation. And um, basically, there are two different types of things that people can do. They can either work with businesses and like help them solve different types of problems, or they could do like an entrepreneurship track where they can basically try to pitch their own business or startup and we'll help them like develop their pitches and like their plans. And we also are looking into like other different types of competitions that people can do. So for example, we're also holding like career building workshops online. So hopefully that can like, I know it's online and there's not a lot of things we can do, but we're trying to like offer more things so both CTE members and Mm non-CTE members can be engaged in DECA. Um, So are there any benefits to having like an online based like club events and stuff? I definitely think that there's a lot more people that are willing to come online because in person, usually like they have to stay after school or something. And um, sometimes it conflicts with a lot of types of events. So they don't really want to come. But for our online events so far, we've actually had a lot of success with the number of participants. So we've had like over 50, 60, 70, and like even 100 participants come to our events because just online is more convenient for a lot of people. Okay, and um, what are the disadvantages? Oh, uh, just as I said before, one of the disadvantages is that you don't really get to interact with people um, online. It's a lot more impersonal, and it's mostly sometimes just us talking to a screen, and people are scared to, like, interact because there's so many people on the call. So usually in person, we try to get to know the students more and have more interaction, but online there's just kind of, like, a barrier between us, and that makes it kind of difficult to get to know our members. So are there any ways that you're, like, trying, planning to go above these obstacles and, like, get through them? Yeah, definitely. So 
Right now, again, I mentioned before we were having more bondings. We're hopefully going to split up into breakout rooms. I mean, not breakout rooms, mentorship groups soon. And we're going to have, like, the mentors have regular calls with the students. That way, since it's a smaller group, hopefully we'll have more interaction and more bonding within these small groups. And then, yeah, that'll lead to more cohesive Irvington DECA. Thank you for your time, and thank you for taking your time to interview me. Yeah, no problem. So to conclude with some good news around California. So we've been seeing pretty drastic conditions around us, but actually good news is everywhere. So let's talk about coronavirus. So the COVID-19 has a rate, uh, has a record low rate in California, which is really great to see. And hospitals are down 61% in admissions and more counties are moving towards better areas. And as you've seen recently, or at least as I've seen, barbershops are also being allowed to reopen. About 25% of indoor dining restaurants have been um, resuming operations. And there's been many more factors that have been contributing towards reopening slowly but steadily. New learning tools. There are so many cool learning tools that we've seen. Things like Padlet, which is an online collaborating system, which allows multiple students to see live changes on a board uh, as a very um, great learning tool. So there's, there's that and a lot of good news all around, even though you can't see it. Online learning may actually benefit us. For example, there are many students who um, often have a hard time interacting and this could be actually a good time for them since most of their communication is online. Additionally, um, it gives us the tools to prepare for the future. Online learning helps us work independently, and through this independent working, we could potentially be more prepared for college and other such academic pursuits in which there's not much in-person learning or um, guided learning. It also gives us more time to hang out with our family, do other fun things that we weren't able to do before COVID started. Since all the extracurricular activities have almost pretty much vanished or gone online. We've had a lot of time to spend with our family, sit down with them, interact with them a lot more. So maybe this online learning can actually benefit us. <laughs>